It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. As always, your home for common sense conservatism. It's comfortable. It's friendly. It gets feisty because we are. But it is honest. And I give you my word as a mom, as a patriot, as a fighter for what is right in this country that we will give to you every day the information that we think is the most important. You know, it's kind of fun sometimes. I'll drive home or I'll be out in the afternoon and I'll flip on some talk radio. Maybe some Sean Hannity. Maybe some Andrew Wilkow. Who knows who will flip on? And the number of times they're taking our take on things. Mm-hmm. It's resonating, my friends, and we're taking over America. So <laughs> that's where my, my maniacal laugh comes in, right? <laughs> so welcome aboard. Delighted to be with you. we got a great show today on deck to wrap up a busy, busy, newsy week. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all amen you know i blame liberals for an awful lot i don't hold back on this show i blame white college educated liberal women i have said it before i i doubled down that these people tend to be the scourge of everything that we hold dear in this world of ours and i find it intriguing in that these liberals are going to be the least prepared for the reality that all of the things that they think that they've been fighting for, all of the clubs that they think they've been on the team with, don't care about them, aren't coming to save them, and have been farcical from the beginning. All of it. And this is what I mean by that. I told you earlier in the week, and I've spoken about my affinity for a particular television program called Life Below Zero, chronicling what it's like to literally be off-grid on your own somewhere near the Arctic Circle where you can imagine the weather conditions are absolutely merciless, where the wildlife is dangerous, and where you survive sink or swim on your own. You know, that's how... 
That's how we used to be here in America. If you think about that in a proverbial way. Where nobody was there meddling with you. Nobody was overseeing you. You weren't overregulated to death. You were on your own. You had a farm. You were moving westward. We settled prairies and other landscapes. Set up roots. Built homesteads and plantations. And hardworking men and women managed, thrived, and passed down the story of America exceptionalism, America's entrepreneurial spirit that came at the very inception of this great nation to their future generations. Now, we rely on the government for everything. Now, the very liberals in your neighborhood who put the stupid signs in their yard telling you how virtuous they are, are the ones who are going to get a very rude awakening because there's going to be a day that they realize everything they've put their eggs in that basket that seemed so good, so virtuous, so strong, so meaningful has been a lie the same way Black Lives Matter has been a lie. The same way all of this is a lie. So what is so alluring to me about being off-grid and being responsible for yourself? I don't know if it's alluring. I think it's freeing. I think it must be a tremendous sense of liberty, uh, of this great adventurous spirit with, with death and danger and fear, always, as the overarching umbrella over everything you do. If I don't get enough drinking water now, when the snows move in, what am I going to do? If I don't stock enough meat, smoke or salt and cure enough meat, if I don't fish and save enough salmon or what have you, what am I going to do? You know, we talk about doomsday preppers as being these weird conspiracy theorist wackos. They're really not. Because what they're doing is preparing and giving themselves peace of mind. Think about the things that you already do to prepare for that. You know that we live in highly uncertain times. You know that you cannot trust your government. You know that we've not been able to trust it for years. I did under Donald Trump. And there is, there is something that is so delicious about being comfortable and feeling safe and believing that there's someone in charge who believes what you believe in and is there to have your back. Hey, liberal neighbors of mine, wake up. You've defunded the police. You've emasculated law enforcement, demonized the very men and women who would come to save you in the, ev in, in the event that somebody would come to hurt you. Who's coming now? You've been afraid of guns. Oh my gosh, guns. We've got to take guns away. That was an idiotic idea from the beginning, and we've called you out for it repeatedly. Guns don't kill people. We know this. But guns sure are a fantastic deterrent when somebody wants to come into your house and take what is yours. All my liberal neighbors, right? What are they going to do? What, what are you going to grab? A rolling pin? Nobody's coming to help you. Nobody is coming to save you. Think about what you already do. How many of you grow your own food? There's something wonderful about that summertime vegetable garden. There's nothing better 
than the pure redness of a homegrown tomato or any of the vegetables you might grow on your property. A neighbor of mine has chickens, okay? Chickens in the city. And I say, hell yeah, because people are waking up to the idea that our infrastructure is fragile. It's not ready to handle an emergency on this, the very day, October, Friday the 13th of October, 2023, when a global jihad, a call to arms for all Muslims to do what exactly? One can only imagine. I don't know about you guys, but I know the people in my neighborhood who are ready. Do you? Are you? Well, now that's just crazy talk. She's getting out there. She's getting a little too weird. Am I? You have batteries. You have water. You have a freezer, maybe a second freezer somewhere with food. You have an understanding with the people in your family to be aware and alert that these are odd times. And odd times separate the survivors from the sanctimonious and there is a difference your virtue doesn't save you when the day comes and you realize that everything you thought you believed in has been a sham and if we want to get biblical on things who was the greatest and first prepper of our of our world the ark yes noah so look Today, we're going to be seeing some things with much more clarity. This whole house vote, Steve Scalise pulled himself out, as well he should. Good for him. You don't have the votes, move along. What's going to happen next? I don't know. But it must be transparent. It must be on full display. No more going into the basement bowels of a building where you have to surrender your cell phone at the door and vote via secret ballot so that there's no knowledge among we the people of how our constituents and the representatives we allegedly elect to voice our voices voted it needs to be on the house floor it needs to be on the record so every single american can see who in their party is a survivor and who has been lured into the suck the swamp the uniparty all of it because we survivors we fighters we preppers we truth tellers we realists who have been railed against and called every ugly name in the book who've been censored and silenced our viewpoints squashed we have been relentless because we are on the side of truth and all of these people in our neighborhoods who scoff at us, roll their eyes at the American flag, waving beautifully on the sides of our houses. Where do you think they're gonna go when everything falls apart? Because I fear it's not just a matter of if, it is about the when. And I hope when is no time soon. All right, so walls work, ladies and gentlemen. It's an amazing thing. You build a wall, and you are protected by and large. 
This is not a a new concept. But apparently now, consensus among Americans is changing a little bit with the invasion in all of our communities. A new poll with some very eye-opening numbers about the folks out there who want that Southern Wall now. Huh. It's almost like we've been saying this. Next, on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, it's almost like we couldn't have predicted this, right? What? Nancy Pelosi, she's she's got a wall. Everybody has walls. There's a great wall in China, for heaven's sakes. For a reason, we had a border wall. Donald Trump had put up, what, 450 miles of said border wall. And then all of a sudden, walls became racist. No, we can't have those. Well, a staggering number of Americans now are changing that narrative. How is that possible? Well, according to Breitbart.com, a record four in seven voters wants to see the Southern Wall built. Why would that possibly be? This is sort of like the great epiphany going on in Chicago right now. What? You want us to still be a sanctuary city? We don't want to be a sanctuary city. You know who wants them to be a sanctuary city still? White liberal college educated women. Are you seeing the image that I am seeing? All right, so I'm trying to find this article. I've misplaced it. Four in seven, including one in three Democrats, wants to see the border wall built. The problem I have with this, my frustration as a common sense conservative, and I tell you this every single day, I am not a legal scholar. I am not connected to the beltway. I am not inherently political. I am common sense. I have to be. I'm the mother of five boys. I have to be. It's almost as though everybody knew the caravans of humanity crushing our border was going to end up in our neighborhoods. Here we go. Brock, thank you. Under President Joe Biden, a record number of Americans support constructing more wall along the United States-Mexico border. Why does it take two and a half years? It ought not take one and a half million gotaways and another seven, eight million. What are we going to be? 10 million before Obama, Biden finally slink away. But it's the nuance inside this poll. A massive uptick in support in September 2018 39% of Americans said they backed a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. Even more recently, February of this year, fewer than half of Americans supported this measure. But now, a majority of 53% of swing voters, a crucial demographic leading into the 2024 election, supports constructing additional border wall, as well as 88% of America, of Republicans and nearly 3 in 10 Democrat voters. The GOP's base of support, white, working-class voters, I believe that's changing. The GOP's base backs building more border wall by a majority of 67%, including 7 in 10 white working-class men. Likewise, 
Americans by a large majority say there's not nearly enough security at the border. Really? Like what part? What part? More than seven in 10 told Fox News the border needs more and more strict security and rules, while less than 10 percent say border controls today are too strict. Who are those lunatics? So build the dang wall. Now, this poll, most Chicagoans now want to end the sanctuary city policy of that city. No kidding. Because what, you're bringing in people who don't belong here? Who don't necessarily want to to share our values and love what this country represents? And we're going to put them up in housing and and we're going to pay for their education and they're going to get free health care while you pay for it. Well, this is very interesting. Only 39% of likely voters in Chicago want the sanctuary city policies to remain. A majority want them to end. Well, duh. The breakdown between whites and blacks is particularly notable here. White voters actually prefer to keep it as a sanctuary city by a 10-point majority, while minority voters overwhelmingly want to end the sanctuary city status as it is today. Well, this is kind of interesting. Where are all the sanctuary environments located? Is it out in the white, liberal, college-educated suburbs? Or is it in your urban areas? Oh, oh, you mean those areas where... Black Americans and Hispanic Americans predominantly live? Of course. Here's your virtue-signaling white college-educated liberal woman, right? Saying, oh, falling on the virtue of, of suck. And saying, but no, these people need our help. Just do it over there. Do it in Evanston. Do it, do it over there. I'm not interested in it out here where I am. And Evanston's considered a nice neighborhood. Do you see the picture? Are black Americans waking up? Are the Hispanic Americans waking up? Liberalism is ruining your city. It's ruining your school. It's ruining the opportunity that your children should have. That we, as conservatives who live in Realville, fight for every day. It's the struggle of 99 conservative House Republicans who didn't want Steve freaking Rhino Uniparty Scalise. They want Jim Jordan. Get it done. All right, quick timeout. My barking is done for now. We'll regroup in the commercial break. And when we come back, This one is going to kick you in the butt. We'll rescue you from Israel, Biden says to the United States citizens stranded. But you got to promise to pay us back. What? Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. But my government loves me. My government would never put me in danger. I pay so much in taxes. Of course they're going to be there for me says someone foolish who hasn't been paying attention. Let's go back in time and we don't have to go far. You see how this administration feels about we the people. 
And it is the it is the love and the tenderness and the goodness of the American people that have come to the rescue of people in need in this country because the government has proven again and again it does not care. A government that cares does not spend indiscriminately. A government that cares is realistic about our defenses. A government that cares wants the best for your children, wants the finest education, believes in the basic tenets of American exceptionalism. But instead, your government has vilified those of us who believe in all of those basic ideals as MAGA extremists. I read articles talking about what Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to be doing with this House vote, speaker vote. They call her extreme right wing. Is there really such a thing? Because in my mind, extreme right wing means somebody who is awakened to the propaganda, who's a step ahead of the game, who's actively preparing and planning and is taking action in their own lives and in their own communities to try to save this place. So when I read articles such as this, and by the way, all you need to know about whether your government sucks or not is East Palestine, Ohio. Radio silence, ambivalence, absolute disregard, not a care in the world, for people whose air and water and ground has been destroyed. They're not going to grow crops there. Animals are not going to graze there. The birds aren't going to find nourishment there. The water is not going to flow cleanly there. And just think, every single time it rains hard, What's being picked up and carried along all those streams and dropped off into America's rivers? They don't care. They don't care about people in, in, in Israel, Americans in Israel, that, that we're having sane conversations about more than 20 U.S. citizens being slaughtered in Israel, and we don't have a pants-on-fire administration who's going gangbusters to be like, What? Instead, we're funding it. And then they're lying to us and saying, no, we're not doing that. And it's only when enough people freaking push back that they say, well, uh, that's $6 billion. Maybe we'll freeze it again. Who are you for? Well, we know. You're not for us. You're for this, this out-of-control, global, liberal, world-order nonsense of suck, which means you lose... And a handful of very wealthy elite win. And all of the clone troopers on the left who've been programmed and their chips activated to march in line as the administration dictates or the global UN World Health Organization, Klaus Schwab, whatever, as they call the shots, you guys are going to be wiped out. They don't care about you. They're using you. You are a player. And the player doesn't matter. They'll walk right over your body to get to their promised land. 
and you will have fought and died for a cause of suck. Wake up. Does this tell you the story that the Biden administration is now forcing American citizens who are stuck in Israel or maybe Gaza who want to get out to sign promissory notes saying that they'll pay back their travel costs of the government coming to rescue them. Are you out of your mind? You know, we pay in our taxes, which are freaking out of control. $802 billion to fund our military. So what that means to me is you send a freaking plane to me and you do it now. That's not where we are, friends. Other governments swooped in. Fiji. An island. Fiji. Can rescue its people. From Israel. Before your government puts any kind of thought into saving Americans. They hate us. Got it? In a time when Americans in Israel are relying on their government for support and protection. Which is error number one. The U.S. State Department's Consular Affairs Crisis Management System has left many American citizens hanging in the wind, demanding them to sign promissory notes as a precondition for any assistance in evacuating from the crisis-hit region. This is akin to a super rich company squeezing its workers. Oh, kind of like, I don't know, kind of like Ford and Stellantis, right? Kind of like the big three, right? We make so much money. And yet we're going to try to squeeze more out of the workers who make us that money Because that's who we are. Well, there's your federal government. The so-called assisted departure options were outlined in an email sent to American citizens stranded in the Middle Eastern nation, stating that the U.S. government would offer loans for transportation. I mean, for all that is holy. How do you like them now? Do you really think when the proverbial you-know-what hits the fan, if this global jihad that has been called for in every single zip code, if things go haywire, you think they're going to come help us? No. The Biden regime's assistance to Americans wishing to depart Israel will come at a financial cost. Specifically, the email states that, quote, departure assistance is provided via a loan from the U.S. government, which requires travelers to sign a promissory note, an agreement to repay prior to departure. You don't think these clowns have enough money? Maybe we could take back some of the billions 
You morons in Congress voted to give the United States Postal Service to be that crackerjack operation a federal government entity has always been. We're bailing out the Postal Service, which worked in concert with the FBI, to intercept our mail orders of ivermectin because they hate us. And we're going to pay billions and billions and billions of dollars to bail out the USPS when our government went, won't even go and rescue dozens of Americans who are still there. Sort of like how they screwed people in Afghanistan. Or are you getting angry yet? Now that's why my fan in here is on. The situation in Israel is still unpredictable. This is what the email reads. Mortar and not my fellow Americans. First of all, oh my gosh, we're for you. We're here for you. We love you. We, we hope you're okay. Let us help you. It says this. The situation in Israel is still unpredictable. No, duh, because of you. Mortar and rocket fire may take place without warning. They know they're there. Please continue to follow the instructions of security and emergency response officials. Commercial flights are available, but limited. They're not available. If you wish to leave Israel, we encourage you to take advantage of those options now. Well, what if there are no flights? Well, you should have planned ahead. U.S. carriers have temporarily suspended flights to Israel. If you choose to depart, you will need to fly to an immediate location and book onward travel from there to the United States. Does that sound like a freaking government that's got your back? We understand there is high demand from U.S. citizens wishing to depart, and the flight options are reduced. Again, masters of the obvious. In the coming days, we hope to assist U.S. citizens with transportation options to depart Israel. We hope. What did we hear John Kirby say? Stay tuned. We're talking about it. (laughs) You're freaking talking about it? Corey Mills, the congressman, has already flown down and rescued 32 Americans. He could do it. Why not you? Because they hate you. If you choose to take this departure assistance, transportation may be by air or sea and will be to a nearby safe location and not to the United States. Travelers should be prepared to arrange their own lodging at the safe location. Oh, we'll get you there. But then you're on your own and who knows where it's going to be. Good luck with that. You'll have to pay for your own onward travel from the third country to your chosen destination. Departure assistance is provided via a loan from the U.S. government, which requires travelers to sign a promissory note prior to departure. I mean, this, the words, the meaning, the absence The vacuous nature of Joe Biden, who's certainly not calling the shots, but he certainly also doesn't care. He can bark all he wants about how this was a barbaric attack. Then condemn Iran. 
We have no intel that suggests Iran knew anything. Well, well, that's funny. Because the folks in Egypt had it. And they said they let Netanyahu know. Feels so oddly familiar, doesn't it? It's almost like we've seen this happen, just not on such a disgustingly savage scale. And your Biden administration doesn't care. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Reason number 247 why our Wendy Bell Radio Patriot Blend coffee is better than Starbucks. Oh, it's a story on Starbucks. It'll tick you off. Next. Don't go anywhere. All right, so I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Now, as a shameless plug, and I'm not telling you that you should go get it, but you should go get it. (laughs) I, I love... This new coffee that we have, all right? CrescentMountainCoffee.com. It's called Wendy Bell Patriot Blend. Wendy Bell Radio Patriot Blend Coffee. It is fantastic. I highly encourage you to invest in that and to skip your next Starbucks cup. And you're like, why? I don't like Starbucks any more than you people do. Why are you upset about Starbucks? Oh, all of a sudden now, Brock, they took that page down. Shocker. That is very interesting. That's shocking. So... Google Google another article for me on this because I'm going to talk about it, but I want to get some stats for you. So we saw this, this story just in. Starbucks Employees Union expresses support for Palestine following recent Hamas terrorist attacks. Starbucks Workers United, representing around 9,000 Starbucks baristas, faced monster backlash after expressing solidarity with Palestine After the Hamas attack. Okay. See, this is what happens when you allow lunatics lunatics to run the asylum. Right? You give people a job. So you're in Starbucks, right? This is your business. Imagine if it's yours. You got to hire people to do the job. Now, the kind of people who do the job, by and large, from every Starbucks I've been to, Look like young, college-aged social justice activists, right? Multiple color hair, piercings, tats, whatever. I don't care what you look like. Just make me a good cup of coffee. I'm not interested in your politics. But they're interested in what's going on in the Middle East. So... A huge call now to boycott Starbucks. And I get it. The union representing nearly 9,000 Starbucks baristas expressed solidarity with Palestine after Hamas terrorists massacred massacred more than 1,200 Israelis, triggering calls to boycott the coffee giant. Why can't people just stay in your lane, right? If you go to college, do you have to have 4,000 ancillary clubs of suck for people to belong to? Or do you want everybody, no matter where they come from, to join the melting pot of that university? If you were a realistic university and you had any kind of integrity whatsoever, you would encourage people from all over to come and all be together. Don't be fractionalized. Don't be over here. Okay, so the black students are over here. The Asian students are over here. The LGBTs are over here. We've allowed this fissuring, these, these crybaby groups of a bunch of really insecure, 
ignorant individuals. They think they know a lot. They've done nothing yet in their lives to browbeat the rest of us into an agenda that we don't agree with. An agenda, I guarantee you, they know very little about. The union representing those Starbucks workers, Starbucks Workers United, based in Buffalo, New York, representing about 340 Starbucks locations across the United States, posted the message on on X to its nearly 100,000 followers on Tuesday. Solidarity with Palestine. You know, look, if you're you're pro-Palestine, that's your business. But can we all agree that we are anti-beheading of babies. That at some point there's a line in the sand that we draw that humanity collectively, no matter what little club you want to belong to, can agree upon. That certain people are off freaking limits, but they're not. When barbarism is in charge of the rules of engagement. So you have all these little people, Starbucks baristas, who make what? 15 bucks an hour, wanting to go out and preach to you about what is right and what is wrong in geopolitics. And I would guarantee you, if I just did a random survey walking into my neighborhood Starbucks, and I said, are you guys, do you believe, are you down with this tweet? that you stand with Palestine. And if they said, oh yeah, absolutely, I'd take out a map and I'd say, show me where it is. And I guarantee you, none of them would have a clue. I guarantee you, none of them would know where Montana is either. All of these people finding belonging in a voice, even if the voice sucks. And now calls to to boycott Starbucks. Why do you go there anyway? Why spend six or seven bucks on coffee when the Wendy Bell Radio Patriot Blend is delicious and doesn't suck? CrescentMountainCoffee.com Now, is that a shameless plug? Hell yeah. Am I doing it for a reason? Hell yeah. Because we're doing something and giving our proceeds of that to something that matters. I don't know what it is yet. All these other people want to try to control who you, who you vote for, what you think, what you post, what is in, what the collective consciousness is. And yet they're willing to walk by the reality that babies were slaughtered in their beds in front of their parents. And that the worst thing you could be right now is an attractive young woman who's been kidnapped from Israel. Because they're there. And I shudder to think what is happening to them. I wonder if they can scrape enough money to pay the Biden administration back for their rescue. This is where we are. All right, don't go anywhere. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program on tap. I want you to pay attention to the suck smoke screen. A couple of stories being floated out there meant to confuse you. We'll tell you all about it next.